Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. We're doing a little special episode. I'm Alex Schubert. Lloyd Johnson is absent for this one. And sitting in, in Lloyd's absence, we have a very special guest, actually. Uh, Dave, please introduce yourself. This is Dave Mason from BetOnline.ag. I have been with BetOnline.ag for about a decade now, a little bit over a decade. And uh, still waiting for my uh, 10-year anniversary present my uh, boss (laughs) said he was going to get me, but that never happened. But uh, no, man, we've been in business for about 20 years, and uh, we, we all opened the earliest opening odds in the industry, high limits, fast payouts, big bonuses. Dude, that's awesome. I've used BetOnline. Uh, actually, I like this year was like the first year that I really started sports betting. I had some great moments, and then I had a, uh, a Russell Wilson, or I'm sorry, a Carson Wentz Hail Mary uh, screw me out of 50 bucks. <laughs> you remember that moment? You remember that game at all? I'm a Philly guy, so uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's bad beats, man. It's part of the game. You got, you just got to think. Whenever there's a bad beat, there, there's a guy on the other side that that won the lucky winner. So whenever you win a lucky one, you got to put that in memory bank because the next week when you have a bad beat, you know, you got like, well, I I, I kind of lucked out last weekend. So all that stuff kind of evens out over the long, end of the season. But uh, but yeah, man. And it's astounding how accurate how accurate some of the odds are with like bet online and stuff like that. Cause like the, I remember the line for that game was like the Seahawks were six and a half point favorites and the Eagles ended up winning or the, or the Seahawks ended up winning by six. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the closing odds are the sharpest odds, so it doesn't mean they're always spot on, but uh, you know, it is cra- kind of crazy when it just falls on that number or within a half a point or a point. And yeah. that, that's one advantage with that online. Like I said, the closing number is always the most accurate, so that's going to be hardest to beat long-term. But we opened our odds up before every other sports book for uh, the major sports, football, basketball, baseball, yeah. hockey. So, uh, you know, those early opening odds, they're the softest. That You know, these odds move a lot. And uh, if you can get an extra point, point and a half, sometimes two or more points of value, that, that, that's just so much valuable. That that gives you a mathematical edge on these bets so uh you know we got march madness going on now and oh it, yeah it just it just boggles my mind how many people just come in late and bet the game an hour or two before tip-off when the lines have been up for days and, and they're they're missing that early value and uh people procrastinate yeah well yeah that i don't know what the hell it is man and and you know this is a game of math betting, betting comes down to math and and 
you're not going to beat those closing numbers long term, but you can beat those early numbers long term. But you yes, know, you can. You're going to have to log in early. You're going to have to pay attention to the odds, moves, and all that stuff. So yeah. So when did you start like getting into sports betting? When was like your sports betting origin story? Oh man, I mean, I've always been a sports nut. You know. I Me mean, too, man. I guess high school I started betting, and college betting more than after college betting more and more and more. I uh, played a lot of poker. I used to play a ton of poker. I really don't play any much, too much anymore. Uh, you know, just shoot first bet. I, I don't know. You know, I was thinking the other day uh, when when Hagler died. Yeah, was Marvelous like Marvin. Lo- yeah, that was my first losing bet. I mean, it was just, you know, a bet in high school. I just kind of show my age there. But uh, <laughs> that was my first losing bet when he lost to Sugar Ray Leonard. Wasn't that his <laughs> last that. fight? That was his last fight, man. That was amazing. You know, I kind of refreshed my memory when he passed away last week. You know, I went on the old Wikipedia page to just kind of refresh my memory and, and what year that was. I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, that, because everybody's talking about that Leonard fight. And I immediately popped in my mind that I lost money on that fight. And I think it was my first losing sports bet. Was that like 87? So refreshed my, yeah, it was 87, yeah. Refreshed my memory. And, uh, and yeah, and, he, you know, he won... It's not like he won. He lost a fight, won a couple, lost. You know, it wasn't like that. I he mean, was fifty-two, three and two, or no, yeah, sixty-two, three and two with fifty-two knockouts. At least a, you know, probably around a ten-fight win streak or something. I might be a, a little bit off, but it's like around that. And then he then he lost to Leonard in a close decision, and then he just he just retired. It wasn't yep. like you know, it wasn't like some of these guys who with a great, but then they lose one, win two, lose two. You know, it wasn't like that kind of end his career. He just. Had a great win streak, lost one in a close fight to a legend, and that was it. Hung up his gloves. Hung up his gloves. And are, like, what, what's like your favorite sport to bet? Like, what's your favorite sport to bet on? Uh, MMA. I, I've always been an MMA, MMA guy. Again, I'm going to show my age, but I've been watching it since UFC one. My co-host Lloyd is a massive combat sports oh, yeah? guy. Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah, I've been watching it since UFC one. I was actually in college. What was it 1990? or 94 okay i was on the five-year plan by that point and um <laughs> and then me and a bunch of buddies we all uh then we saw it saw on pay-per-view you know they're matching up all the different martial arts and it's gonna be a little tournament to see which martial is the best and we all put five bucks in a hat got a keg of natural light or something oh, of course hard, classic hard, college hard, night. absolutely <laughs> good keg of natural light and uh Got the fights on pay per view, and some guy who is Gracie comes out there, weight half the size of all the other competitors, and a gi, and he he just tears everybody up, and I was hooked ever since, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I don't bet as much as I used to. It used it's really evolved, man. That sport has it's really been interesting to see. It used yeah, to, it used to be uh, it used to be real profitable for me, not not as much anymore, man. There's just so much more sharp action, so much more analysis metrics you know all that stuff just so much more uh brain powers going into it whereas you know eight nine ten years ago it was just my opinion against someone else's and even if he's his opinion is strong in nine out of ten fights you know that tenth fight if he's off you know i i can i, can, uh, I could expose him there but the, the, those 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 opportunities aren't aren't as much as they used to be but i, I still like fighting it i'm fighting it god no I still like betting it and yep. following it. So, uh, man, that, that's my number one sport by far. Yeah. My, uh, my co-host was talking about how, like, sometimes um, 
the fighters say with like the more like celebrity pedigree will get be given better odds because people will see like say Conor McGregor going against some guy who's been actually boxing or doing MMA his entire life. So people will, will like be tempted to bet on say Conor McGregor over like the actual newcomer to boxer, right. but who could still probably beat the shit out of Conor McGregor. Yeah, well, I mean that that, that McGregor Mayweather fight. Uh, when the hell was that? 2018, I think. Um, August 2018. That was worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That was just a crazy event, man. That that was that was just one of those lifetime events. Two of those, that, two of the biggest know, fighters in the world. Exactly. Yeah, and and uh, you know, MMA guy coming over to fight boxing. I mean, who the hell doesn't want to see that? I mean, and like the most so much... well-known MMA fighter. Absolutely not the best. He's he's overrated. He's good, but he's overrated. He's the loudest. You know, he's, he's he's a person. He's a personality. You know, he's he's a very good fighter, but he's not. But when he fights, you know, action is pouring in because he he brings out all the the, the just the recreational people, you know, the people are having parties. I mean, there's a reason. Pay per view, all the all the top pay per views for UFC has always been Conor McGregor fights. I think they're like nine out of the top ten had his name in, in, in the main event. People so, love to see know, him that, be like macho and crazy and stuff. Yeah, they, you know, just an entertaining guy. He's an exciting fighter. He, um, yeah, of course. He's always going to win or lose. He's going to bring in. It. It's not going to be a boring fight. He, he's going to make he, money. He hypes, yeah, he hypes the fight. He, I mean, the fight is a hype game, whether it's boxing or or uh, or or UFC. Hype, hype has so much to do with that. I mean, you look at Mayweather. Mayweather's pound for pound probably the best fighter of all time, if not top two or three. Yeah. He, He's a pretty boring fighter, though. He's never. I mean, like, he's a defensive fighter. He's never lost. Exactly. He's a defensive fighter, which which you know the purists love, and they they see it, they recognize it. But if you just want to see, uh, you know, uh, two guys going out and beat, beat the snot out of each other, it's not a Mayweather fight. That being said, people still buy his fights because all the talk, all the hype, all the antics. He's money. So you, yeah. So you matched up Mayweather against McGregor in 2018. Is like holy hell. That was the our biggest like sign up day in the history of the company. I mean, oh my god, history. yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah, me. It, more than a Super Bowl, more than a you know March a tip off the March Madness or NFL Week One or anything that that brought in more sign ups than any event in the history, uh, any day in the history of the company. So, so there was just so much money. I mean, that event too was kind of how sports books really don't um, shouldn't 
trade trade a game, trade a fight, whatever. But there was so much money. I mean, the, the, I, it, it was anybody, every, anybody, and everybody was sharp was on Mayweather. The, those those odds are ridiculously low. They should have been like we opened them first, and and I told him let's open a minus twenty five hundred Mayweather. But oh plus, wow, plus a thousand on McGregor. But I told the guy that like, listen, people are just gonna bet plus money because that's how they bet these fights. Yep. So. You know, if it goes down, whatever these odds should be minus five thousand, minus a hundred thousand, whatever, man, minus ten thousand, whatever. But people are just going to bet McGregor. And by by the closing, by the by the time the fight started, we needed the odds are like minus four hundred plus three hundred or something, minus four hundred Mayweather. Yep. And you're talking about a guy who was forty nine and zero at the time, arguably the best boxer in the history of the, of the, the sport. Going against a guy who's zero and zero in boxing, he's never even fought in boxing, and but people are still betting Mayweather or McGregor at plus three hundred. It was it was absurd, man. I mean, yeah, we you know we made of Mayweather so much, and that that was fine. But usually, on a regular fight or game or whatever, we don't mind taking a position. You know, if it if that was just like a whole hump fight, it wasn't getting nearly as much action. Then the odds would have stayed minus. 2500 other we, we would have took a side and said okay just let him bet uh, but there was so much money on it it was like okay we know these odds are horrible but yep. what if what if this happens we can't you know a plus 1000 all the all these new accounts come pouring in betting in a mind at plus 1000 i mean oh my god you know that would just be a huge loss for the book so you know the the sharp guys and the guys who really knew the sport got an absolute bargain that day. I don't think we'll ever see again. Yep. Uh, so you do. Uh, do you also like? Are you also a big like football guy at all? I am. I, I huge football guy. More more NFL than uh, college. Yeah. Same here. We are an know, NFL podcast. Yeah. So good fit. Absolutely no. I love the NFL. Um, you know, and and working in this business, you have to because that's that's our lifeblood, man. That, yep. That's that's. That's our biggest sport, you know. You got football; it's by far the biggest sport, and then yeah. you know basketball, then baseball, hockey, soccer. So, uh, fights are right up there too. Yeah. So where uh, are you? Where like where are you, Dave Mason? Like where are you based out of? Like where do you live? Uh, Central America. Okay. So yeah. uh, I was saying, like we uh, about a half hour from where I live, we opened up a barstool sports book. Okay. And like it's like you can tell it's like people do most are betting on football because it's like it's decorated with like football fields sure people are decorating like ref gear you'll see people with like i mean sure now you'll see like people in like basketball jerseys for like march madness but like during football season it's all like people in jerseys and like that's football is their big money yeah. maker well it is and you know what and this was a weird year right with all the covid and it was yep. just a year ago when when nba and nhl and and uh and NCAA all pulled the plug and MLB never got started. I remember these conversations, you know, we're talking about exactly a year ago and we were all saying, you know, what's well, us in this industry? We're all like, holy hell, what do we do? What do we do? You know, we're posting odds on freaking Russian ping pong and Belarus soccer and, and all South Korean baseball crap. That was, yeah, yeah, exactly. So Nicaraguan baseball was going on and we're like, Oh my God. And, and I remember saying the meetings, all right, okay. You know, as long as this damn thing is over by football, if there's no football, if there's no NBA, NHL, MLB, NCAA, March Madness, that sucks. That really does suck. And it's, you know, but if there's no 
NFL season and there's no college football season, then holy hell, well, you know, this we're, we're going to be in trouble. Or if, it, get can- or if it gets canceled by week, say, yeah, five exactly, or something, which exactly. people really so, thought yeah, it was going to happen. Exactly. So, so uh, football is definitely the, uh, by far the biggest bet sport. And how does uh, you said we were talking before a little bit before the podcast about like how free agency affects like say like like when the Bucks got Brady and people were like betting crazy amount of money on the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Right, right. No, absolutely. It's that time of year, right? There's a lot of player movement, both trades and and free agency, and and it's uh and it's it's a challenging time for our guys who deal the props and, and futures markets, you know, I, I was bugging the hell out of them the other day. I was like, dude, you got to get these Super Bowl futures back up. They took them down. I'm like, dude, you got to get them back up. You know, this is when you know people are betting them, but they're looking at a more risk management um, perspective. Yeah. You know, where oh, we don't want to get hit because we got hit last year and I'll get into that in a minute. Yep. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at for more marketing standpoint, like, well, our players want to bet this stuff, you know. If a big name just got signed or re-signed, or, or there's a rumor he's going somewhere, play, you'll see money pile in on that team. Um, so it's always a challenge. I, I respect the risk management's um, concerns about that stuff, but I'm more of aggressive kind of. Hey, get the odds up, get people bet, and have him keep him submit the submit button at bet online than anywhere else because we don't want them going somewhere else where the odds might be up so so yeah i mean but you know we still have it in the back of our minds what happened last year you know it was like bucks were i think 50 to 1 maybe uh when everybody thought jamias winston was gonna be uh winston was gonna be the under center and uh and then and then um he went to the Saints, and then the, the Bucks yeah, got Brady. Well, well, people started. We we saw some of the counts starting to hit the Buccaneers, and I was like, mm, "That's interesting." Then they get lowered to thirty-three to one. Then rumors come out that a that Brady's going to go there. And then it, people pile in. Then it, he signs there, moves down to twenty-five to one. People still betting at twenty-five to one. I mean, they were betting it all the way down to twelve to one preseason. We just had a massive, massive liability on them, and and. and uh, Going going into the season, all throughout the season, so and that had a lot to do with, you know, what we're just talking about. It, 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 people betting on these rumors and, and on these you know moves and everything. Usually, it's just you know, usually it all evens out at the end. Usually, it's like you know you see it all throughout the year and trade deadline and and any move, any injury, people are betting a hot team, you know. You know, one it'll be one hot team one week, and then the next week it'll be another hot team, another rumor. But but the but last this year really with Brady, it really uh, we took a meeting on the NFL futures. I mean, another example is uh, a funny one was well, it wasn't really a futures, but it was a future of what we had free agency odds up. Um, it was Peyton Manning back when he was. Uh, went to the Broncos. It was the kind of... 2011 season that he was out. Yeah. And in 2012, so, the Colts got Andrew Luck, and I'm assuming 12 was the year that the Broncos signed Peyton Manning. Yeah, so it was, that sounds about right. Um, so he was, we had odds on where he's going to sign, and we had the Broncos in there, but they weren't really one of the favorites. You know, we're doing research, articles, ex- so-called experts, etc., etc., rumors, all this stuff, and they were down on the list. We had them probably like 20 to 1 or something. Everybody thought he was going to Miami. And uh, 
they were the favorites. Probably. And they ended up plus getting Tannehill that year in the draft. Yeah, so they were like plus 150, I believe. And uh, I just remember watching, it was ESPN, and like, and uh, the, the Manning was on a, on a flight headed to, headed to, to Denver. There they showed him like getting on the damn plane or getting <laughs> off the damn plane. And, and I went over to props guys like, dude, close this market. He's like, it's too late. We got hit on all this Broncos money. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. You watch the Sports Center? And he's like, no. I was like, yeah. They just showed him get on a damn plane headed the Broncos. So we got absolutely killed on that market. So that's just another example. And you know, these props guys. It's not like we have a hundred guys to manage all these different markets who can just keep hitting refresh on Twitter to see what the latest Tom Brady or Pete Manning rumor is. Um, you know. They, they're, they're doing work, especially now with March Madness. They got so much stuff to do. They, you know, it, it's hard for them to really uh, keep up on these rumors. Which is another thing. This Twitter man. I mean, there's so much information on this damn thing. I mean, yeah, I've, I've been like going through Adam Schefter's Twitter for the past three exactly. days. Exactly. Like, so, Bengals sign someone. Exactly. So you know, it used to be back in the day that the sports book had this information before everybody, and, and you know, we could. We could move those odds quick or take them down or whatever. And now, now this damn, this damn information, everybody has the same access to the same information. So, you know, we have these betters here. I, I, I don't know what the hell they do with their, their lives. They, they, all they do is because they're, they're hitting like all these crazy markets and they're just beaten to the information. It's like, I don't know if these guys don't work or what the hell they do. Or, but they're just on the, like all these small markets. Like we enter a lot of entertaining props and exotic props and everything. And yep. they're just in front of, we'll lower stuff. We'll have stuff like that for lower limits because it's, it, it, it is, you know, hard for us to deal. It's more kind of, you know, just hey, get a little action on a silly event, whatever. Yep. Um, but you know, we're not having Pete Manning prop. We're not going to have a thousand dollar limits or anything. Cause he can get beat on it too damn much. Yep. So, so, but these guys, man, they, they just tear you up, and they're just on Twitter all day, following these rumors and research, <laughs> beating you for fifty bucks here and there, and it's amazing. Yep. So, like, do you guys have like like free agency? Like, oh, this guy. I was asked this before the, before the pod. Like, do you guys have like, oh, this guy's going to sign this to this team? Like, say two to one odds that Joe Thune was going to sign with the Bengals, which he did not. Unfortunately, he's a chief now. Like, do you have that kind of odds up on that online? We, we at, at this moment, we do not. Uh, we had a lot of trade odds. We did have some free agency odds. Again, you know, it, it's right now, like, leading up to March Madness, we had a bunch of that content up. But now with March Madness going on, man, it's like you, you take some of that content down. Um, we had the draft odds up. We had the futures. So, you know, like we just talked about, a lot of the uh, these movements are correlated with those futures. So... But, you know, keeping, you know, we had, where's Carson Wentz going to end up and, and just all these odds. So, yep. um, but, but again, we kind of took them down, uh, you know, we, uh, right, right, right before March Madness started just because, you know, it, they're just so hard to manage that, uh, you know, the guys are just so busy with March Madness. Yep. And you like, you can like, when, like when I went with Drop Money, it's like you get it through like Bitcoin. That's like the main thing like you can get money through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you can get checks. We have checks. We have other options. But I think it's like a $500 minimum for checks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that, that could be right. Um, 
but crypto is the easiest, it's the fastest, man. It's the best, and you know, it's you can get it in minutes. It's it's just so so much better. You know. So what crypto yeah. app like do you guys if say like bet online if say if I bet fifty dollars on the Eagles to get a last second hail mary, like what crypto app would that go through? Or is it just bet online? Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, that's up to the. That's up to the player. What crypto app he's what crypto wallet he's using? Because I, I sold but out. You got Robinhood. Yeah, you just send us a, an address, a crypto address, and we send it to that address. I don't know, but you know, we don't know if it's a a, a private uh, a private wallet or some third party or whatever. But so that that's up to the player. Yep. Uh. So um. So we are a, a fuck you like the Bengals. We talk about the Bengals a lot. Like, um, so do you know a lot about like who the Bengals have signed at all, or are you just like so focused on Mark? I got a list, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. You probably know a lot better than I do. But, but uh, I know they got uh, Hendrickson, right? The defensive end from and from Mike New Hendrickson. Orleans Saints. I'm yeah, pretty psyched about that. A hell of a sign. Uh, I know Mike Hilton. That was a big news the other day. Went from out of a, out of the Steelers. Uh, out of Steelers. That's a hell of a signing. Good yep. cornerback. And uh, Cheap. it's like not too Riley much Reef. money. They got Riley Reef too. Did I see that the other day? Yes, they did. Do you think that's going to impact if uh, Sewell's on the board at number? What are they picking? Number six or five? I forget. They are picking at five. Five. So Sewell's on the uh, on the board. I have I, been. I, 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 I gotta take them, man. If I'm the Bengals, I, I don't know. With Burrow, they, they gotta. They gotta I pick have, him if you ask me. I have been so deep in Facebook arguments with people who want Kyle okay. Pitts out of Florida. Nah, dude, not five. I He's am just... so. I'm like, Kyle Pitts to me is the sexy pick that you should really shy away from, because because the the Bengals got Riley Reef on a one year deal. He's thirty three. He can play guard too. I mean, yeah, I think the people are going to see him. Sewell's 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 the best offensive line. Again, it's no guarantee, right? None of these players are really guaranteed, but yeah, he's he's the best prospect to come out. Easiest bet. You get you you just just have your franchise quarterback who's having a hell of a rookie year, and then he got hurt. I mean, you got to protect him at all costs because if something happens to him. Then you're back at square one. Then you're back at one and 15, two and 14, uh, you know, so. It's just I, I can't I, get that image out of my head of Burrow just laying on the ground. And I knew right away, I texted one of my closest friends. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And I just knew yeah. right away, like, that's what, because the Bengals didn't draft an offensive lineman last year until the sixth round of the draft. All right. And they already had a reputation for having a terrible line. So this it was clearly a mistake, and now I think what they're trying to do is they're really trying to shore that up and make sure they don't make that mistake again and protect their ultimate valuable quarterback. No, absolutely. I mean, it's still got to be the no-brainer choice, but who knows, man? Who, who knows? Again, Pitts, I mean, Pitts is a study. I think it ran at 4-4-5-40 today. 4-4-6. 4-4-6? Yep. I mean, for a tight end, you know, he's a tweener, though. He's kind of like a Shannon Sharp, right? Uh, he's kind of small for tight end, big for a receiver, whatever. But yeah. I mean, he's a stud. He's going to be a stud, but he can't take a tight end at number five, I don't think, especially when you have other needs. If, if you didn't have other, other needs, but every team that picks up five has needs. Um, yes. Oh, you gotta, absolutely. You got to go with, you gotta go with you know, the, the, the offensive lineman out of Oregon. That's number one, because people were saying, like, uh, every team that's won the Super Bowl has had like that nightmare tight end. 
Which in a way is true. Like the the Chiefs had Travis Kelsey, the Bucks had fought Gronk five years past his prime, but what those teams also had was a filthy offensive line. Of course, of course. I mean, you can say that about anything. You know, they had a great quarterback and they had a great this and a great that. I like mean, the Chiefs have football Jesus who can only it, do so it's much. E- it's easier to get a stud tight end via free agency or well, they're mostly gone now. Draft, you know, than 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 a than a stud ten year, twelve year left tackle. I mean, those those guys are just you know they're arguably the second most important position after after uh, quarterback. So I, I was thinking about something today because Miami's picking at three, and what the team after them, the Falcons are at four, and I see them. I see the Falcons drafting Matt Ryan's successor at four. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I do see at least one team jumping Atlanta and trying to pick a quarterback that Atlanta would have picked. Could be. I mean, you know, I and we don't know until the draft happens. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's some of these mock drafts, and you take these mock drafts with a grain of salt, man. I mean, I, I pay a lot of attention to them. Some of them kinda... are clickbaity because it's like, yeah, because like last year, one writer had the Dolphins trading up for one, trading up two one to select Burrow, and I'm like, that's it's not going to happen. And thank God it didn't because Burrow has been a stud, and two has been benched mid game multiple times. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, who, who knows? I, I love the draft, man. I mean, we have oh, I'm a draft nerd. Yeah, it's it's it, that's a tough kind of going back to what we were talking about ten minutes ago. That's a really tough uh, market for us to um, to handle, man. Because again, all these rumors come out, and and all these draft nerds and and uh, looking <laughs> following every damn rumor and. And it's a really tough event for us to deal, but uh, it's yeah. a good one. A lot of good action comes in. You see a lot of NFL betters who you haven't seen since the Super Bowl. They come back, so that's always good to get those guys back. Yeah, I might do that too for at least yeah for at least a weekend. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough for us to manage. But we always make sure we have a really good offering up there. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, they got Bengals. Also got uh, Larry Ogunjobi from the Browns. Yep. Who was uh, the guy who I think shoved Mason Rudolph in that big Miles Garrett Mason Rudolph fight? Which I'm like, yeah, I like that. Well, attitude on a team. Yes, I, no, I think uh, Ogunjobi is. I like, thought it was like a really good guy. So I mean, like right. interior yeah, lineman to replace Geno Atkins. What's up? Do you say something? Nah. Going. Ah, okay, because Ogan Joby is like he was also apparently mentored by Gino. Gino Atkins. So he's like, I gotta right. thank Gino for like what he's done for me in my career and it's a I mean it's a solid signing and you gotta hope that it pans out like so like for you, like what's your team? Do you have a team that you root for? Uh well, I'm a Philly guy, so Oh, an Eagles fan? Uh, yeah. I mean I'm not diehard anymore to tell you. That's the thing. Working in this industry, your kind of diehard fandom kind of <laughs> goes by the wayside a little bit. Yeah, because uh, you're so focused you know, on like yeah, all 32 teams. Like, you know, you, you guys thinking about who's betting on what and all that stuff instead. Uh, but no, Eagles. That's that's where I'm from. So uh, you know, we're we're in trouble. We're going we're going the wrong way. Are you sold on hurt? Are you sold on hurts at all? 
No, I'm not. That was a horrible draft pick last year. Uh, why, why they took him at the second round when they had so many other needs? Um, it, it was it was a joke. Uh, yeah. That, I'm not saying he's not good, but he's not. You know, they they're. He added a little spark last year, but uh, you know, we. You play three I, games and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, you trade you know, your hundred and some odd million dollar quarterback. Yeah, well, Wentz wanted out. I mean, it was just such a blame him situation. Yeah, you know, Wentz is very talented, but I, I, I just think he's not. I, I don't know. I, I think he's kind of a uh, just not mentally tough. I don't think he needed a, a new like direction him. because the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles are like one of three teams that I think can't draft a wide receiver to save their life. Don't get me started, man. Uh, the other two are the Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah, it, I mean everybody in there. Everybody wanted Justin Jefferson last year. Oh, everybody, I know, and he was right there. Oh, he's a slot receiver. We need a burner. What a, like, just get him. He's a football player, man. Get him. I we need all the help we can get. You know, it's 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 a joke. I mean, well, Howie Roseman, man, he's got. That's the thing. I mean, they, they got rid of Peterson. They got rid of Wentz, and Howie Roseman's still there. I mean, we had we actually had props up. You know, towards the end of the season when all there was all that turmoil was going on in Philly, and since I'm a Philly guy, I pay so much attention to it. So I was I was pumping a lot of that kind of content, and we had odds up. You know, who's going to be back? And we had those three guys: Roseman, who would leave first, who we get fired first, and all this, this crap on that. And uh, it's just he he's the one that should have went first because he can't draft for for shit, man. I mean, yeah. he's, he's just a horrible. Suppose he's a good numbers guy, and it's like, okay, give him a job in that role. You know, have him sit, sit in the back with the bean counters and, and like, figure just out provide contracts. Input. Cool, They're, yeah, figure out contracts. Okay, there, there's that's an important role, right? Yeah, but keep him away from the effing draft, man, because he doesn't know shit. He's he's horrible. I mean, every every year they they draft like one one Pro Bowler in the last eight years or something. Was Lane it Lane Johnson? Yeah, yeah, Lane Johnson. And that draft was ter- that first round was terrible. Yeah, I mean, so Howie just, I mean, I know he's going to botch his number six pick, man. I, I just, oh, God. I, th- I, I don't want them to take Pitts because the people are saying they're going to take Pitts. I was like, no, nah, man, take no. Chase. Take a receiver. I know we're t- taking all these damn receivers. You, you got to get one. You got to get You got to get a receiver for uh, Hurts. My mock, uh, I did a mock not too long ago. I love doing mocks. But I notice this all the time, and I think the Eagles are one team that are prone to this. I notice the teams way too often reach for speedy receivers. They reach for that guy with the really fast 40 time above that guy that's like the overall better receiver. So my bold prediction was that the Eagles draft Jalen Waddell ahead of Jamar Chase solely because of that 40 time. Yeah, I can see it, but I don't think either. It'll be... be, uh... Some guy you never heard of from Kennesaw State or something. Put put that in your next mock draft and uh, you'll 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 get it right. It'll be Sarah Fuller out of Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah get some speedster from some Division two school. That's what Howie will do. Yeah, it's like I know, like it's like I've always and I use colorful language sometimes, but it's the kind of receiver that makes the Raiders come. <laughs> It's like that, exactly. that Al Davis, like, yeah, he runs his ass off. It's like a typical, like, Darius Hayward Bay was a typical yeah. Al Davis pick because he yeah. ran a fast 40. I, 
I don't think I'll like for me. I don't think I'll ever forget that John Ross was drafted before Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I hear you, man. I know it. Like, it, it, it does get overrated, man. The, the, the speed. I mean, you need speed, sure, but any not, any receiver is going to automatically have speed, right? I mean, it, I mean, route running so much it just as important, if not more important. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, we we tanked Eagles tanked the nine position to get the six. So hopefully, hopefully <laughs> they do something. And they tied a game with the Bengals, which was just one of the uh, worst overtime periods I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was that was disgusting. That was kind of when I saw the writing on the wall in the Eagles season. Like, ah, this might not. <laughs> we were favorites to win the NFC. So I don't know, man. Is <laughs> that division was <laughs> so up for grabs? Up for down for grabs, I think it was. Pretty, yeah. That's a better way to describe <laughs> it. Up for grabs is too damn optimistic. That division down for grabs. So. It's, it's the worst division. It's That's why they call it the NFC least. Yeah. It was great for so many years, man, but, but now it's yeah. just, oh, God. And I also noticed this with, like, um, speaking of the NFC East, I've always thought with the Cowboys that a lot of their players, their status and their pedigree gets elevated, like, say, two notches because they play for America's team. Like, people think that, like, say... Well, like I mean, Zeke Elliott, for example. Dak Prescott, for instance. I mean, for God's sake, the Dak Prescott contract shit. Four I, years, 160 that's million. That's all they're talking about on ESPN. That's all they're talking about on ESPN. Even three days after he signed, that's still like the lead story on all these all these, all these talk shows on ESPN. It's like, all right, he freaking signed. You guys have been talking about the all season and all off season for the last two years. He finally signed. And move on and talk about something else. You yep. know, it was just, it was crazy. It was like March Madness. The conference tournaments were starting up, and all they're talking about is Dak Prescott. It's like, can't you guys talk about the conference tournaments or, or any a, of the other free agents or any of the other rumors or talk about curling for all I care? Just stop talking about Dak Prescott. It's like the day of is fine, but then like yeah. a couple days after. I remember one week, I forget when, but like Monday, it was like a Tuesday NFL coverage. Monday Night Football had happened, and then they still managed to talk about the Cowboys blowing a game. Yep. It's crazy. It's what happens with America's team. People, because they know that the Cowboys, they do have a na- the nationwide fan base. Is that still there, though, man? I mean, that that was there back when I was a kid. I mean, I you know, I, I, I don't know. It's a I bunch of people that... who still cling to the Super Bowls from 25 years ago, maybe. Yeah, I, I I don't even know. I think that America's team is, is kind of done with. It's I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's well, it's like all you see is like they get all the primetime games. Uh, I, I don't know, dude. I I'm, I, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan too, so we we absolutely we hate them. F Dallas pretty much as you hear that everywhere up in Philly. So oh yeah, we hate them. So I mean, so the Eagles fans like fuck Santa my, Claus. Yeah, it just it, it just adds to my. Uh, hate for the Cowboys and then you're hearing about Dak Prescott every damn morning yeah it's just like man I'm, the thing the one thing that made me believe in Dak Prescott a little more was the drop off from Dak Prescott to Andy Dalton when he got hurt and I'm a Bengals fan who I, I actually kind of liked Andy Dalton but the drop off from Dak to Andy was pretty significant yeah, no, absolutely. No, Dak's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I'm just tired of the damn coverage. <laughs> it's a, yeah. You know, for a team that's not winning, for a guy who's, 
he's a good, very good quarterback, but he's not, you know, Mahomes or any of the other top guys. He's in that second tier. It's just like ESPN uh, for the last just, so often has always been concerned about ratings and like what people will pay attention to. Uh, it's crazy. What so, Terry uh, football fan will turn on ESPN to watch? Yeah. Well. Yep. But dude, I I feel like you got to get going with uh, with all the March Madness stuff. So dude, thank you so much for popping on. Do you have anything else to plug, man? No, man. Just come on to betonline.ag. Betonline. We actually, uh, we have a betonline.ag. We actually have a Sweet Sixteen uh, bracket. We had the hundred thousand dollar regular March Madness bracket, and there's so many upsets. Everybody's brackets have been exploded, including mine. Oh um, yeah. So so we have a. Sweet 16 bracket as well. That, that'll open up. It, you can register now, but you can make your picks tomorrow. $50,000 prize pool. That's cash prize. You can enter for as little as 15 bucks. Yep. And I'll just do this as a formality. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is, full swing, NBA is in full swing, and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way through March Madness. The tournament is here, and so was the $100,000 bracket Bracket Madness Contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's all we'll read. Dude, Dave, thank you so much for coming on. I think we'll see you in a couple weeks to talk draft, to talk odds. Well, oh, I can't wait. Dude, can't I am wait. so eager to talk up Penny Sewell, and I'm eager to, like, so, I like, I'm in a, uh, this is the last thing I'll say, I'm in a Facebook group where they are doing, it's a borderline Kyle Pitts circle jerk. Uh-uh. They're like they posted his forty time today, and they posted the video from Field Yates, who posted it on Twitter. And I literally, I said Field Yates literally tweeted about the Bengals need to draft Penny Sewell over Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase. All right, I think he'll be there. I hope he's there. If he's not, oh, sell the team to London. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, thanks for having me, dude. Thank you so much. Take care, bud. All right, take care and. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.